0: From the Allen Samuel Studios, this is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
1: Offensive rebound by Melissa Smith goes back up and puts it in. Melissa with 13 points in the Baylor lead is back up to 10 at 31 to 21. After the Sooners tied it, Baylor has reeled off 10 straight points.
0: The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham. Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. By the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged.
2: Downloader, Alyssa Smith could position up strong, lays it in as she draws the foul, count it, and put her on the line. Two more for Alyssa Smith. She's got 24, a strong move as she draws the foul on Skyler Van.
3: Nah, we can't really make no excuses on why they went on a run. I feel like it just happened and we didn't know how to respond.
0: Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears.
3: You know, I, I was proud of them. I mean, Am I gonna make an excuse and say that the fourth quarter, um, that the fact that we had five days off, or that we went 30 minutes on Saturday and you know an hour on Sunday, and that 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 affected us? I don't know. I don't. You know, it's it's to me at the end of the game, like was that why we turned the basketball over? I mean, is that what made us dribble off our foot or or lose our balance? I don't. I don't. You know, I don't want to blame it on that, but I, I think it affected us.
0: Now, from the Alan Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi
1: and welcome, John Morris Show on a Thursday. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. And Melissa Smith in there, Coach Nikki Collin in there. All the Bears come back from Oklahoma uh, having dropped an 83-77 decision to uh, Oklahoma last night. Talk about that, hear more from uh, Coach Colin coming up in just a few minutes. Also, this hour, we'll hear from Michael Woodson, the men's tennis coach at Baylor, scheduled to, Aaron, scheduled to uh, open the spring portion of their schedule on Saturday. And I say scheduled to because uh, kind of a cryptic email went out about an hour ago, they were supposed to have media with men's tennis today, mm-hmm. and all it said is uh, media session with Baylor men's tennis has been canceled for today. Mm-hmm. That's all it said. So you, read into that what you want. I don't know, yeah, but
4: you, you don't want to jump to conclusions, right? But when that's happened in the past, it's right. usually been followed by an right. announcement about COVID.
1: That's what I'm thinking. That, that
4: may not be it, but exactly from past experience. That's used. That's what it's been.
1: Just makes you kind of think in that direction, right?
4: Yeah, yeah. And you hope that's not what it is. You know, maybe, maybe, I don't know, something came up and you just couldn't do it. That's right. It
1: could have been, yeah. So, so we'll wait and see. But right now, scheduled to open the season on Saturday with two matches, noon against Louisiana, 6 o'clock against Abilene Christian for Michael Woodson. And second-ranked Baylor men's tennis, the pick to win the Big 12 again this year, a team that played in the national championship final last year. Tremendous season last year for Baylor men's tennis and uh, really good nucleus back for this year as well. So we'll hear from uh, Coach Woodson coming up in the hour. Aaron, uh, last night, uh, Oklahoma knocked off Baylor. Baylor led the majority of the game. Uh, in fact, Baylor led the game 34 minutes and 40 seconds. Oklahoma led for 2 minutes and 56 seconds, but they led when it counted at the end. And it was a strong fourth quarter by OU last night. They outscored Baylor 23-12 to 12 in the fourth quarter, which uh, makes you think. I was, uh, I was not watching the game. I was listening to Derek and Sophia. And uh, they didn't really indicate this, but it, it makes you think that maybe they got worn down a little bit. When you got to the fourth quarter, playing their first game in 10 days, um, you know, and coming off the uh, health and safety protocol break, that maybe they just kind of got worn out, and Oklahoma took advantage in the fourth quarter.
4: Yeah, and you know, uh, a lot of my friends are Baylor fans, and most of my family are Baylor fans, and you know, I will always get texts or calls, usually texts, and I'm like, you know, look, it's not a good start. Nobody's gonna, <laughs> you know, try to sugarcoat it, but they're coming off the COVID, you know. You remember how slow the men started after yeah. the COVID break last, last year, they were unbeatable before. And then they almost lost to a team that hadn't won a game right. in conference in Iowa state, the first one back. And then they lost, I think the next game, to Kansas, right? to Kansas. Yeah. Which Kansas was very good, but right. still, I think at full strength last year, I think they handled Kansas, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say handily, but I think they beat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I don't remember whether that was—a road or a home game. It but, was
1: in Allen Field. Yeah, I
4: don't. Yeah. I don't even think that mattered last year. Well, you know when they were. Fa- in f- well,
1: factor this in—it was Senior Day for Kansas. Right, but, <laughs> so factor that in. Yeah,
4: but I just, I just think that if at, at full strength and without that long break, I think they would have. Yeah. Beat right. Kansas. Right. Um, so, and you also have to remember—it's Coach Collins' first year. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a brand new system um, for all of the players and, you know, it's, it's a work in progress. Um, if you, so just calm yeah. down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's basically new, what I tell them, just right. calm down, you know, that they're, they're, they're not playing poorly. They're losing close games to good teams. And I know it, you know, with the history, you know, Baylor women's basketball, uh, Baylor lady bears fans, aren't, Baylor women's basketball yeah, fans aren't used to that. I know. There you go. I got it right, <laughs> but you know it's it's uh let's give it a couple more weeks before we hit the panic button.
1: Absolutely, no no reason to panic right now. They are zero and two in conference. They're ten and four overall. I think I'm right. All four losses are to ranked teams, right? Maryland, Michigan, yes, yes. Kansas State, and Oklahoma. I think all four losses are to ranked teams. Yes. So, but zero and two in conference, career high tying thirty points by Nalissa Smith in the game last night. 16 and 10 double double for Queen Egbo, who was outstanding last night. Caitlin Bickle had 11 in the game. Baylor shot 65 percent in the first half. 65 percent. They led uh, 41 to 36 at halftime, and and again led uh, the majority of the game, 90 percent of the game, up until OU took the lead late and won it. Uh, by six eighty three seventy seven. Here is Nikki Collin post game uh, talking about the loss to OU last night.
3: Honestly, I'm like really disappointed for my team because I thought that, considering we missed five days, six days because of COVID, and um, you know have had that adversity, um, and and I thought I thought the fact that we came out in practice the last three days and had probably three of our best practices, even if they were limited in minutes, um, I wanted that to translate tonight. And I th- i think for three quarters, it did, you know? I mean, if we don't give up that three to end the third, we have an eight point lead going into the fourth, you know? Um, and I still think we had a 74-70 lead and turned it over, you know? And so, um, you know, that's just, you know, were, were those tired mistakes? I don't know, you know, but we can't turn the basketball over I mean, and they weren't forced turnovers. You know, they just weren't forced turnovers. They were just, they were sloppy turnovers.
1: Turnovers uh, by Baylor, 18 on the night. Points off turnovers for OU, 25. So that was a uh, that was a killer. That was a real deciding factor those turnovers. And then the way Oklahoma took advantage. They had uh, a 25 to 9 advantage over Baylor in points off turnovers last night. Another question asked in the post-game Zoom conference last night was uh, about: uh, Is there is there road fatigue associated with this streak? You know, they uh, they haven't played a home game since when? Since De- December, obviously, since uh, mid-December, haven't played a home game since then. They're opening conference now with the postponements, with three straight road games at K-State, at Oklahoma, and this Sunday at Kansas. Which, by the way, beat Texas in Austin last night. So, is there uh, some road fatigue
3: showing up now? I just think we're fatigued in general. Like, I don't, you know, it's, um, you know, hopefully our, um, you know, we obviously with COVID, we we lost the home game, you know. So, um, you know, is it is it the road? I don't know. Sometimes I feel like teams are more focused on the road. Um, you know, you get in that routine of shoot around and and you know, we're, we're not in class. And, and so, you know, I, I, you know, do do we want to play at home? Do we have confidence in Farrell Center? Sure. Are we undefeated in Farrell Center so far this season? Sure. Um, but, you know, I just, I think it comes down to, you know, this is, you know, I'm sure people are going to take a shot at me and say we lost another close game, you know, but, you um, players got to make plays late, you know? I mean, we were we were really good from the field until the fourth quarter. Um, and then we were three for 13, you know? So, and we were 0 for 5 from three. Um, and we were even six for nine, you know? So we didn't take advantage in any area. So we shot, you know, we, we shot our worst percentage across the board, free throw line, threes, obviously threes, um, and twos in general, you know? So... It's players making plays late, you know, in those big moments, you know, when the game's on the line, are you prepared to to make those plays? Are you prepared to, you know, hit that shot? You know, Sarah got a wide open three on the wing. Like if she hits that shot, it might be a different game. Um, You know, so I I think it comes down to a a lot of things. It's one turn of her hair there. It's it's one shot that keeps them at bay, Um, you know, it's one shot that keeps the fans, um, you know, from roaring. And, you know, kind of creating that extra pressure because there's a big difference between a two-point game and a five-point game. There's a big difference between an eight-point game and a five-point game. Um, So, you know, do I think we have to execute better at the end of quarters? Yeah. I mean, I just think it was such a momentum play for them to hit that three um, at the end of the third.
1: It's Nikki Collin following the loss last night to the Sooners, uh, 83-77 the final OU is now 14 and 2. I mean, give them some credit. They're 3 and 1 in Big 12 conference play. Have those two uh, dynamic scorers, Matty Williams and Taylor Robertson, who Baylor really, uh, for the most part, held in check last night. Um, but OU, their game is high scoring, fast paced, shoot a lot of threes, and they made a lot of threes last night. 14 of 27 shooting from three point range for the Sooners. So now for the Baylor women, uh, it's back today and back on the road as they play at Kansas on Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m., tip-off Sunday, Baylor and Kansas women's basketball, the broadcast here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, elsewhere on the women's side last night, we mentioned Kansas winning in Austin in overtime over 13th-ranked Texas, 70-66 to the final. That is a big win for KU. Uh, winning in Austin. And Texas has lost, they lost two straight now. Remember they lost to Tech. Now nah, maybe there was a game in between, but uh, but they're one and two in conference.
4: Yeah, it's at least two of their last three. Because, two and three, I because think. Because of the dust up between. Yeah, know, that's why I remember it. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: So great. <laughs> yeah, Coach Schaefer and Coach uh, Gerlich. So, uh, Texas losing at home last night. Iowa State beat uh, – uh, they didn't play. Oklahoma beat Baylor. West Virginia beat Tech last night. TCU beat Oklahoma State. That's the women's side in the Big 12 Conference last night. Men's side, uh, one game. TCU wins at Kansas State. That is a good win for TCU to go in there on the road, beat the Wildcats. TCU now 1-1 one one in conference play. 60-57 was the final. There's one game tonight on the men's side – uh, this busy week continues for both Tech and Oklahoma State playing three games this week. Oklahoma State plays at 19th-ranked Tech, 6 p.m. tonight. It's on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Tech coming off back-to-back wins over top 10 opponents, including handing Baylor its first loss on Tuesday and now hosting Oklahoma State tonight. And uh, And then on Saturday, Oklahoma State will be in Waco to play Baylor at 4. Tech will be in Manhattan to play K-State at 11 a.m. on Saturday. So for Oklahoma State, um, we'll talk more about it tomorrow leading into the Baylor-Oak State game on Saturday. They, uh, had this week, have played at West Virginia, uh, lost that one 70-60. to 60. Tonight they play at Tech, and then Saturday they play in Waco against Baylor. That is a rough stretch and a rough three-game road trip, uh, kind of an NBA-like road trip for uh, the Cowboys. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, the uh, a new episode of Our Time is available as of today. Check that out, Aaron. Get your thoughts on that. Uh, debuted today. This is the second of twelve weekly episodes of Our Time, giving you an inside look at Baylor men's and women's basketball. We'll uh, we'll review it when we come back. Hey, glad you're with us on this Thursday afternoon. Warming up outside. Very very nice. I had the sunroof open, driving to the station this afternoon. Uh, mid-70s today. Let's check weather and have more. John Morris Show brought to you in part by Diamore Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive.
5: Where Waco gets engaged.
1: This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight with lows falling to
0: 38 degrees. Sunshine and mild weather again tomorrow. High is 75. As a cold front moves through overnight Friday into Saturday, we'll see some very strong winds. We could see a wind advisory
1: or a high wind warning for us with highs on Saturday only in the 40s. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out
2: fox44news.com
1: for any changes in the weather. IF YOU'RE AN EMPLOYER AND YOU WANT TO WIN THE COMPETITION FOR GOOD EMPLOYEES, YOU NEED THE RIGHT PACKAGE OF BENEFITS.
2: YOU KNOW, ONE OF THE
4: BIGGEST THINGS THAT EMPLOYERS HAVE TO BE MINDFUL OF IS ATTRACTING TALENT.
1: HURLEY BENEFIT SERVICES PRESIDENT, MICHAEL HURLEY.
4: AND TODAY, WE ALL KNOW THAT uh, TALENT IS HARDER TO FIND AND HARDER TO KEEP THAN EVER BEFORE. AND THERE ARE STUDIES OUT THERE THAT SHOW THAT EMPLOYEES HAVE ACTUALLY LEFT ONE EMPLOYER FOR ANOTHER, NOT BECAUSE THEY PAY BETTER, BUT BECAUSE THEIR BENEFIT PACKAGE WAS MORE BENEFICIAL. And that's where we come in to help, is to make that benefit package affordable, valuable, and to attract and retain the talent that you have. And I really have been able to help people.
1: Hurley Benefit Services stands alone in the industry in offering unique, cost-saving health coverage for employers and their employees. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned, and they're online at hurleybenefitservices.com
0: h-u-r-l-e-y benefitservices.com Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at
1: Back with us, John Morris Show on this Thursday afternoon, brought to you in part by the Pioneer Boys at Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Locations in Waco at 913 South Loop Drive and Orchard Lane. Also a location in Bryan. They're open right now, Monday through Friday, 730 to 5. Saturdays, 8 to noon, 24-7 on the web at PioneerBoys.com. They uh, are basically your one-stop shop for all your steel needs. Hey, if you're building a metal building or a barn dominium and don't know how to get started, well, the guys at Pioneer Steel & Pipe will help you find the best contractor for the project. They service the largest selection of metal building contractors in Central Texas and would be happy to point you in the right direction. Just one of the many services available at Pioneer Steel & Pipe, Remember, they deliver and unload, and they're available on the web anytime at pioneerboys.com. All right, Aaron, the uh, second of 12 episodes of Our Time uh, debuted today. It's available today exclusively on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. You said you had watched most of it, not the whole thing. Uh, what do you think about what you've seen so far?
4: I just I really enjoy it. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna enjoy it to a certain extent because I'm a Baylor fan. But you know, you get you get to see what goes on behind the scenes. I mean, you get a real intimate look at both programs, and you just don't you just don't get that in college athletics. I mean, they've been doing they've been doing something similar with Hard Knocks for years Mm -hmm. in the NFL, Mm -hmm. which I like. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, But it's different, isn't it? it, When it is because I
4: think I think that the pros kind of play off to the play up to the camera and keep a lot of stuff off camera, you you know? (laughs) And I don't think there's a lot of that with this. I mean, there's like, I don't think there's bad stuff that they're keeping off camera, but you know, they're like when Scott drew, I know they blanked out some names, but he showed him, you know, talking to the first episode, talking to his team and going over the last minute details of what they needed to do to beat the team right before they went out for tip off. You know, you don't see that uh, for college teams. And, uh, you know, you know, them with the, uh, with the uh, you know, in, in practices and many, many other instances, just in the first two episodes of 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 really neat things that you don't get to see usually.
1: This one is entitled uh, A New Era, and it really uh, talks about Nikki Collin taking over at Baylor. Uh, you know, there's some things with her family. She's FaceTiming with her family. Her husband Tom and her three kids are in Atlanta while she's here in Waco, and they're FaceTiming. And she, I think she's very... Uh, very open, very transparent about how she misses them. Um, you know, obviously, you would expect that. But she says, by the other token, all she's got to do here is basketball. I mean, she's completely focused, 100 percent on basketball here.
4: Yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, it, it's 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 emotional. You know, yeah. I mean, I you you see that. I didn't know or realize that um, until a couple of days ago before this episode airs, you know, that her family was still back at Georgia. Right. I didn't know that. And then they showed that and you know how it affects it. It's, it's, uh, it's an emotional thing watching it. So you can imagine how emotional it is for her sure. to be living it. You oh, know? sure. And it, Absolutely. it made for very compelling television.
1: So a new era with Nikki Collin taking over here. And then they go back to, uh, Scott drew when he took over, uh, here, took over the program here in 2003 and, kind of rehashed, uh, you know, what had gone on in the program prior to coach Drew taking the story. I mean, that's kind of you, you knew that was going to be brought up and uh, and and it really is part of the story even though it was 19 years ago.
4: Yeah, I'm trying to think of how old I was in 2002. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a long time ago, but yeah. I was actually uh I was actually at ESPN Radio running those games when he took over Your first I was go around yes ESPN, i yeah. was there during the whole situation before drew got here yeah and during his first few years i remember running that purdue game his second year yeah. where that's a big win yes yeah. it was it's one of the most memorable Baylor men's basketball games um, that i had and you know obviously there was a few others and then almost everything from last year you know yeah, yeah. kind of supersedes it but you know there was i remember that first year he was here where they didn't have a non-conference schedule, you know, and only had, what, how many scholarship players did he have? Oh, my gosh, I
1: don't remember. And it wasn't his first year. It, it was actually his third year third, here. Yeah, that's right. When yeah. the sanctions finally came down. But I don't remember. I mean, they were short on scholarships for a while there. So, yeah,
4: and it's, and when when he first got here, everyone transferred out. You know, all the, all the yeah. best players. You yeah. know, he lost Roberts to, what, uh, Mississippi State? it's Roberts Lawrence went Roberts. to Mississippi State.
1: Uh, John Lucas went to Oklahoma State. Curtis, Nothing against these guys, right? Right. Yeah. But,
4: uh, and Curtis Gerald's went to.
1: Uh, he was later. CJ was later because he was, was here the whole time. Okay. Who yeah. was somebody went to? Kenny. Texas. Yeah. Kenny. Kenny. Uh, went to yeah. Texas. Yeah. I had to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah shooting, not not Curtis Garden.
4: Gerald. he did right. not transfer to
1: Texas. Curtis Gerald is as loyal as the day. <laughs> yes. <long>. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> not um, that those guys and and I don't mean that bad. Not right. that those guys weren't loyal, but they had a chance to leave. You know, what they thought was a sinking ship at that point. Yeah, and they you did. The opportunity. Yeah.
4: I mean, if you look, if you're in their position Kenny at Taylor. that time, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, you completely understand why they transferred. You sure. would,
1: and I don't have any bad feelings to those guys. You know, if they came to a game now, I wouldn't have any bad feelings. Kenny Taylor was
4: the guy. Kenny that the Taylor, Texas. yes,
1: yeah. yes. Uh, also, part of this show, this episode, uh, Our Time, Big 12 Now on ESPN Plus, Coach Drew kind of gives a tour around his office.
4: Did you see that part? That's part one part I didn't see. Okay.
1: No. It, it, I think it's really interesting. I was trying to think of it. I mean, I'm by there and in his office a lot, and we take, you know, pregame interviews in there a lot. But for somebody who hadn't seen it, for him to kind of show him around his office and some of the things that are in there, he showed um, they got, he got, Baylor basketball got from Phil Knight of Nike, got this crystal basketball as just a gift and congratulations from Phil Knight, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. Oh, wow. That is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is unbelievable. And they show that on there too. And, and to be honest, uh, just seeing it on TV, not seeing it in person really doesn't do it justice. I mean, it is unbelievable. So that's part of the tour around the office talks about Epe Udo talks about ESPN game day, being here uh, a gift from a uh, an NBA coach and, uh, you know, and that crystal basketball also shows the uh, he's got a plaque on his wall uh, when Bryce Drew hit the shot for Valpo that beat Ole Miss, you mm-hmm. know, the, the March Madness moment. And uh, you push a button and it plays the audio of the call of that play. Oh, that's great. And it still works. Yeah. I mean, he, he did it on camera. Push the button and you could hear that call of Bryce Drew. Nice. <laughs> so really, really cool pictures of uh, Scott and Bryce and, uh, and their dad, Homer Drew. So that's part of this episode as well. I, I Again, I think really well done. I can't wait to see the episodes, you know. I uh, can't wait till Thursdays, till they drop to see the new ones. And uh, well done by the crew here. Well done by the editors uh, off wherever they are. But uh, that is available right now. It is the second episode, second of 12, of our time, Inside Look at Baylor Basketball, Men's and Women's. And uh, it's available exclusively on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Plus. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, part of a conversation with uh, Michael Woodson, the head tennis coach, men's tennis coach here at Baylor, I'll tell you what the occasion was for the interview when we come back. We appreciate you being with us. Stay with us. John Morris Show from the Alan Samuels Studios, brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com.
5: Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show.
1: Join us Thursday, January 20th, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and men's head coach Scott Drew.
5: Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over
1: 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family.
0: JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Ready on take one? Ready. Okay, this is a crucial moment of the audiobook. The Big Escape.
1: Chapter 9, they had waited long enough when finally the clock struck midnight. and. Wait, where are you going?
4: Nope. When you need a taco, you need a taco. Try the Beefy Melt and Viesta Veggie Burritos. Just $2 each, only a Taco Bell. And that's my time.
1: I'm not the voiceover guy, too. But- oh. Guess I'll read the legal copy. At participating Taco Bell source for limited time only. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Taco Bell vegetarian items allow for dairy and egg consumption. Preparation methods could lead to cross contact with me. Visit TacoBell.com for full details.
0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
2: I'm Ward Weintry with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor women's basketball find themselves at the bottom of the conference in Big 12 play at 0-2 after an 83-77 loss to OU last night. Baylor women are at Kansas on Sunday. On the men's side in the Big 12, TCU got the win over Kansas State last night, 60 to 57. One game in the Big 12 tonight. Oklahoma State is at number 19, Texas Tech. Tip is at six o'clock. The Knicks in the Mavericks six game win streak, 108 to 85. Mavs in second place in the Southwest, six games behind the red hot Memphis Grizzlies. The Mavs and the Grizzlies meet up tomorrow night. UMHB basketball in action tonight in Marshall taking on East Texas Baptist. Women tip at 5.30, followed by the men at
0: 7.30. SportsCenter, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to the John Moore show on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Honestly, all the credit goes to, to the players and the staff. I mean, the administration giving us an opportunity to compete throughout the year that, that some others weren't able to get. Um, the sacrifices the players made to be able to train throughout the year, you know, to be out there on the court the whole season. Uh, that none of it happens without those sacrifices. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show
0: from the Allen Samuel Studios. He is the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
1: as hey, Michael Woodson, the men's tennis coach here at Baylor. Outstanding run, really uh, just beginning uh, in his tenure as the head coach here at Baylor and took the team last year to uh, a Big 12 championship, a couple of them, regular season and postseason, and took the team all the way to the NCAA championship match, fell there, but what a great season it was last year for Baylor men's tennis. Now beginning the spring portion of their schedule, this Saturday at home, uh, scheduled to host Louisiana at noon and Abilene Christian at six. Aaron, we had a chance to uh, sit down with Coach Woodson. This is uh, something he does at the start of the year. Uh, he calls it the state of the program address, and he welcomes questions from uh, tennis fans. Uh, you know, from anyone really, just open to uh, questions. And he just sits down and and answers all of their questions. Normally, this is handled by the lovely and talented Jerry Hill. Jerry normally hosts this with Coach Woodson. But Jerry was uh, on the shelf, so to speak, uh, when we did this uh, last week. So they asked me to uh, stand in for Jerry Hill, and I was glad to do it. So uh, as such, we hear the audio of that conversation with Michael Woodson, Baylor men's tennis head coach. Hi, everybody. John Morris with Baylor Men's Tennis Coach Michael Woodson. It's time for the 2022 inaugural State of the Program. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well, John. Appreciate yeah. you inviting us in, the great herd Tennis Facility, your office here. We need to show people around your office. I mean, this is a
6: pretty good museum in here. It's it's something I like to have a lot of memories of, of my family and, and past teams and experiences. So. Uh, I want it to be a warm and inviting place. Very good. Enjoy. It is that. Very much so. Well, thanks for your time. We're gonna get, uh, we've are going we got some questions
1: that have been tweeted in, asked of you, and some really good questions. You folks have done well with this, um, so we're going to pass these on to you and get a good feel for where you are right now, where the program is, about to start the spring schedule. As we record this, you start
6: on January 14th, so
1: it's right around the corner. It's
6: coming up fast. Uh, really excited to to get going. I think it's going to be a lot of fun uh, this season.
1: Good. Looking forward to it. Congratulations again. Before we move into this year, on last year, playing for the national championship, Big Twelve champs. What a great year it was last year.
6: It was in a, f- a phenomenal year. Yeah, we we really had a, a blast with those guys. I mean, I thought you know it was a difficult year for in so many different ways, but to to come together like they did and show the maturity in the class uh, to make the sacrifices that they needed was really special, and they earned it. I mean, it was. The, you know, the, All credit to the guys and the great staff.
1: Gosh, what a great year that was. All right, looking for more of this same. Bar's pretty high for Baylor men's tennis. We, you understand that. We understand that. Let's get to some of the questions that have been uh, tweeted in at you. Here's one from uh, Scott Davidson, who's here anytime we open the doors. Scott says, uh, do you have a better idea on probable lineups after fall?
6: It's a great question Scott. Um, I, I definitely, you know, I think we, we have a lot of new guys this year, we have five returners, we've got four transfers, three freshmen. Uh, so it's it's always a bit of a, of a struggle to try to, to separate the guys. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're working a lot on development and, and helping the guys become the best versions of themselves possible. So we don't want to put a ceiling on them. We don't want to slot them into any position. We want to see how they, you know, how they develop, how they grow, let them challenge themselves at the at the highest possible level that they can. And so, uh, you know, it it can be difficult when they're all playing really high level competition day in and day out. But uh, certainly, you know, over time as they practice together, as as we see them gain different experiences, you can see kind of who fits in where uh, a little bit better. Do I know where they're going to be, uh, you know, in a few months? Honestly, not yet. But uh, I think that's a good problem to have.
1: Very good. Good question, Scott. Corey uh, Weary says if you had to name someone who is under the radar that should be uh, watched, who would that be?
6: Ooh, there's not a lot of guys on the team that are really under the radar. Uh, I would I would say um, you know a couple guys that have really impressed me, um, and they might be surprised to say this because I, I think I'm I'm on them a lot. Uh, our, one of our freshmen, Ethan Musa, uh, he really has a, a a lot of game. He has a lot of gifts. Um, you know he works he works hard every single day. Uh, maybe a, a little bit too much at times, uh, and I think that's where we get to reining him in. But when he locks it down and as he continues to grow and be around these older, more experienced guys. I mean, his ceiling is high, um, and I think he's somebody that could could turn some heads, um, that, that's going to come out of nowhere for the fan base. And uh, Cole Gromley has really impressed me as well. Uh, uh, transferred from Georgia Tech, he uh, has, has played at the highest level. He's played ATP events. He's, uh, you know, played as high as number one singles there. But I think a little bit under the radar, you know, had an injury that kept him out there, transferred. I don't think there was, you know, a lot of people uh, really paying attention to him. Uh, he's worked really, really hard. He's had a great attitude. He's fit in really well here, and, and I think he's uh, somebody to, to watch the season. Cool. What a great name, Cole Gromley. He, That's yeah. one to remember. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a good one.
1: Alright, here's a question from uh, Scotty B, who is here pretty much anytime the doors are open also. Scotty says, how would you break down the roster in terms of game style?
6: Well, Scotty's paying attention, so I better get this one right. Um, you know, I, I think we have a bunch of Uh, really aggressive players, Um, but we try not to to keep them, you know, playing in any one particular style. You know, we want to work on what what works best for each particular individual. Uh, But I would say that, you know, the top half of our lineup last year was very aggressive and the bottom half uh, in general was a little bit more consistent. Um, You kind of see that, you know, at times uh, around the country, maybe if you were to generalize it. But uh, this year, I would say we have more aggressive players than we've ever had. Um, Guys that love to to, to step up in the court, attack, finish around the net, um, you know, serve big, uh, and I think that's a, a fun, exciting style. You know, we want the rat, we want the the ball in our rackets, um, and and I think we are taking a step forward in in the level of aggressive play that we have. So, if I had to to pick one style um, throughout the team, it would be that we're we're a super aggressive team that likes to to play with the with the ball in our racket and, and dictate. Um, you know, we have a few guys that are, are consistent players that a little bit more like Spencer Furman or Nick Sikobiak that we had last year that you're just are not going to miss a ball that are going to be out there all day. Um, But uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit more aggressive style of play. So it's been fun to watch and practice. Very cool.
1: Great. Great question. And uh, here's another one from Brad Beal. Brad says, what is your theory about which side they should play in doubles? Does that vary depending on the individual or is one alignment a better strategy?
6: It does definitely vary uh, depending on the individual. I think you can go so many different ways with this question. Um, you know. Th- You have to start with having great chemistry between the two players and then trying to figure out, you know, some guys feel like they want to play on one side because it gives them an opportunity to hit their weaker stroke more often. Mm. But actually at the level that we play at, most players serve body or tee a lot. uh, And so you actually are wanting to be in a spot where you're hitting your best stroke where they're serving most of the time. It's actually less likely that that players at the highest level are going to serve to a weakness they're going to serve their best patterns um, you know and serve high percentage doubles plays so we we kind of think about making sure that the guys are getting their best stroke more often um, and then giving them the reps, you know. And, and, and it does depend on, it depends on the player. It depends on who they're playing with. Um, you know, in general, in doubles, you would normally have said the ad court player maybe want to be their better returner because they're going to get more of the important points. But now with the no ad scoring, the, the big deuce point is actually – you're going to play the same number and and you could play the big point on the do side now so it, it becomes less important than it was before so uh, it definitely varies by player and and it's not always sometimes they think that they're better on one side and they're actually the stat show they're better on the other and so uh, you really have to kind of pay attention to that especially in a sprint to six that's a very knowledgeable
1: question and a great answer so uh, brad thanks for that are you one who uh how much emphasis do you put on the doubles point
6: we put a lot of emphasis on it. I mean, I think it, it made a huge difference last year for us. Um, over time, I think, you know, you don't want to overdo it because it is it is just, you know, 17% of the of the match. But at the same time, uh, it sets the tone. You know, you can get so much momentum going into the singles uh, or you can lose momentum, uh, you know, if the doubles point isn't played well. And I think it's a really fun, exciting part. So it brings a different, um, it, it brings different emotions out from the players and it's, it's almost like a different sport uh, and so we really like it we want to be good at it. it it helps these guys develop their singles games and it helps them at the next level cool
1: all right here's a question from uh, spirit spirit thank you very much uh, what are you most looking forward to in the upcoming season
6: you know, honestly, just being out on the court com- competing with the guys is, is such a blast. I mean, seeing them leave it all out there day in and day out is, is special. I mean, that's what they work so hard for. So uh, for us just to be out there with them as coaches is, is a lot of fun and is so rewarding, um, you know, and, and to see them come off of such a successful year and then work so hard. I mean, the guys that were here last year are in better place than they were, um, you know, then they're they're really excited and ready to go and to have these new, new guys that in. I mean, it's always exciting to see them get out on the court, and compete and see how you can, you can help them and see how all the hard work, you know, is going to pay off and then ultimately throughout the season make adjustments. And I mean, that's that's the fun part of this job. Yeah.
1: It's a fun time of year, isn't it? It's, Just getting all this going and It's spring. exciting. Yeah. yeah. All
6: right. Another question uh, from Spirit also says, how can the Baylor fan base help your team achieve your season goals? You know, we talk about it all the time. It's 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 legitimately in tennis. You know, building a fan base one at a time because the product is fantastic. I mean, it is really exciting to come out and watch these these young men and and our young women compete. They're some of the best tennis players, not just in the country but in the world. Um, you know, several of the of these players are going to go on and make a living on the tour, and uh, that's you know that's a rare thing to have that level of sport in in an area and. What's so cool is we we don't have any professional sports here. So, you know, Baylor is it and we have a very loyal fan base and we're having so much success in so many different sports that it's an exciting time. And and our guys love to, to play in front of a, of a full stance, um, you know, and a packed indoor, packed outdoor. It, it makes the difference. It, you know, our players play better and you can legitimately make a, an impact on the match, it, you know, and, and that's not to not to rag on basketball or football. But one fan isn't going to make a difference in those stadiums but in tennis you get a a few really excited fans out there it gets everybody going and it makes a huge impact on the match
1: that's great great atmosphere here indoors and outdoors all right uh, we just passed christmas we're into the new year did you get together with your family over christmas
6: i did yeah you know it was very nice to be able to to spend time honestly even just at home Uh, you know it was one of the first times we haven't had guys on campus since December 2019 so for me it was was good to spend a little extra time with the girls with Vanessa uh, to relax a little bit and recharge and uh, it was really a lot of fun very nice all right going back
1: now question from Sherwin Newton going back into your background uh, what
6: moment in your childhood did you realize you loved tennis that's a great question. My uh, my mom tried to push tennis on me a lot when I was a kid, and I, you know, I was ah no, you know, I'm I'm gonna play baseball, I'm gonna play soccer, basketball. I played everything else basically, and I, I just wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. We didn't want to go out and hit tennis balls with her. And and in seventh grade, uh, I had a couple of really good friends that went out for that were really good players uh, that had been playing for a long time. They were gonna play on the JV team, and a couple of us that were not tennis players, we all wanted to be. On the same team we thought this was our chance so we legitimately grabbed brackets out of the garage went out for tryouts um made the team i think i played seven you know like yeah. your number one doubles or whatever it was that first year on a team of 12 guys and uh it, it, i really didn't look back it was so much fun wow. that i just loved being a part of that team and we played and it was fun to compete we were undefeated it had nothing to do with me um you know the team was actually very good um and uh, we played seventh and eighth grade, and then going into ninth grade, I actually wanted to do it again. I wanted to play on the JV team because we were all going to be together. But the varsity coach came and said, "Hey, you know, Michael, we really need you on the varsity team." And um, I-, I was surprised by that, but had an opportunity and got to to play on the team with seven seniors and started. And um, that was really when I started to take it seriously. Uh, was not until high school, which is not the normal uh, tennis story, but I think it's one that keeps me excited and passionate about the sport today because I I I didn't start at two or three years old yeah. like a lot of people cool that's a great story
1: and remind people you're from a very athletic family I mean, you could have gone any number of directions probably uh,
6: probably i yeah. mean I, I i'm not shy about saying i'm the worst athlete in the family i mean if you just go down the list that's pretty amazing but uh, happy to be associated with those great athletes
1: great so that was just the start of your tennis playing career yes. what about coaching uh, question from hannah basso what made you decide to coach?
6: That's a, you know, I mean, I, I loved coaching, uh, even in high school, my high school coach, Debbie peak was very influential on me. She helped groom me as a leader, you know, as a captain. And then I worked for her in the summers, coaching her tennis camps, uh, all over the, the city that I grew up in. And, you know, I, that made me love it. Um, and then my mom was a teacher. My dad was a baseball coach. So I was around a lot of uh, leadership, mentorship, impact, um, you know, so I, I was really passionate about it. I started tutoring when I got into college. I continued to teach tennis lessons in camps, um, you know, in, at, at NC State and then at Valpo. But it, it, it really I, I didn't think that I was going to go into that. It wasn't until my mom passed um, that, you know, I had the opportunity for my my college coach to to stay on and be an assistant at Valpo. And and the rest is kind of history. I, as I look back, I should have known I, I would coach because I loved it so much. And I think I've loved it coaching more than playing even when I was a player. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I would have rather sat on the bench and just or, and coached other guys than played myself. Yeah. Uh, and and that I know that's not normal, but that's just how I felt. I was really passionate about helping others.
1: That is Michael Woodson, the men's tennis coach at Baylor University, scheduled to open their spring schedule on Saturday. Two matches on Saturday: noon against Louisiana, 6 p.m. against Abilene Christian. And that uh, that taped interview that we ran was about uh, half of the total interview we did. It's available uh, on YouTube or on uh, Michael's uh, uh, Facebook page or uh, Twitter. Uh, there's other Mike uh, a men's tennis uh, page. You can find it a number of places, but that's about not even half, a little bit less than half of the Total Conversation. Great questions uh, texted in or tweeted in at Coach Woodson, and he is uh, great about answering every one of them. Very, very informational uh, from Coach Michael Woodson. Men's tennis opening their season this weekend. Women's tennis the same. They are headed to Las Vegas. Matches against Arizona, Illinois, and BYU in Las Vegas this weekend. And track and field runs their uh, indoor opener in Lubbock in the Corky Classic coming up on Saturday, all-day Saturday, for Coach Michael Ford and Baylor, men, or Baylor track and field opening the indoor schedule this weekend. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with more in just a moment, have some birthdays, wrap things up, plenty more to come in the final segment. We are brought to you in part by the Baylor Club. Appreciate Mike Mosel and the entire staff at the Baylor Club having us uh, there for live shows on Tuesday. Always great to go to the Baylor Club. They've got so many events coming up around Baylor basketball. Not just that, but around Baylor basketball. Um, They've got a brunch before the women take on Iowa State. That is January 23rd. The game's at 2 p.m. The brunch is 10.30 to 1.30. That's a Sunday, so they're uh, regular, uh, uh, fairly regular uh, Sunday victory brunch. At the Baylor Club, 10.30 to 1.30 on January 23rd. Monday, January 31st, the men host West Virginia in a Big Monday game. You can go to the Baylor Club and get a big meal before you go to Big Monday. 5.30 to 8 p.m. would be the time for that. Plenty of other events coming up. Uh, Meals uh, uh, available, like early dinner service, like on Wednesday the 19th. Next Wednesday, Aaron, the Baylor women host Oklahoma State at 7 o'clock. Well, they're going to start dinner service at 4.30, so fans can come early, uh, get a great dinner, enjoy the views and the scenery from the Baylor Club, and then go right to the Farrell Center for the game. So dinner service, 4.30 to 8.30 next Wednesday. Uh, We told you about Sunday, uh, the 23rd, the uh, Sunday brunch prior to the Baylor women's game that day, and then Tuesday, the 25th, Baylor men take on Kansas State at 7. Likewise, dinner service from 4.30 to 8.30. It's a lot of information. It's all available on the web at thebaylorclub.com, thebaylorclub.com. Or you can always give them a call, ask about the schedule, make reservations. All of that available at 254-710-8080. That is the Baylor Club
5: at McLean Stadium. Nikki Collin and Baylor women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas.
1: The Baylor women stay on the road in Big 12 play, headed to Lawrence to play KU this Sunday. 1.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 2 p.m. tip-off Sunday.
5: Tune in to the new broadcast crew of Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm all season long for Baylor women's basketball on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco,
0: home ownership the right way. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics.
5: Hey, this is Tom Barfield with ESPN Central Texas, and I just love the guys over at Rooftop Innovations. Is your roof ready for the winter storm? It will be if you call the highly trained and knowledgeable team of professionals at Rooftop Innovations. If you're unsure about your roof, call Rooftop Innovations today. 254-730-ROOF. That's 254-730-7663. Oh, get this. They have a satisfaction guarantee on all their roofs, rooftop innovations, where they put your roof above everything else.
0: Watching Taxlayer calculate your refund feels like climbing to the apex of a roller coaster. Here we go! And flying down the tracks. and <laughs> maximum refund speed. File for free with TaxLayer Simply Free and get your guaranteed maximum refund. TaxLayer, file fearlessly. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
2: I'm Ward Weintz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Baylor Women's Basketball find themselves at the bottom of the conference in Big 12 play at 0 2 after an 83 77 loss to OU last night. Baylor Women are at Kansas on Sunday. On the men's side in the Big 12, TCU got the win over Kansas State last night, 60 57. One game in the Big 12 tonight, Oklahoma State is at number 19, Texas Tech. Tip is at 6 o'clock. The Knicks in the Mavericks' six game win streak, 108 85. Mavs in second place in the Southwest, six games behind the red hot Memphis Grizzlies. The Mavs and the Grizzlies meet up tomorrow night. UMHB basketball in action tonight in Marshall taking on East Texas Baptist. Women tip at 5:30 followed by the men at 7:30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN
0: Central Texas.
1: out to the living stones on the baylor campus it's me and you and a dog named boo that's uh that's the house and shelby uh at the household there on campus uh living stones with that uh dog i think a golden doodle I'm not 100 percent sure but i think a golden doodle doodle named uh boo spelled uh, b-u welcome back as we wrap things up in the three o'clock hour hand things off to matt mosley Coming up uh, at the top of the hour, Uh, let's give you some birthdays before we move out of here. Birthdays today, and let me look, looking, looking, looking. It's Kelly Wood's birthday today. Happy birthday to Kelly, daughter of uh, the Great Cotton and Carolyn Davidson. Happy birthday to Kelly. It's Jeff Hook's birthday today. Jeff is my nephew by marriage uh, up in the Metroplex. Happy birthday to uh, Jeff Hook. Mm, who else? Ronald Russell's birthday today. That is uh, Seth Russell's dad. Happy birthday to him. Kyle Cornish's birthday is today. Kyle, formerly with us in uh, Baylor Athletic Communications. So happy birthday to those folks. Those are the ones that I have. Aaron, anybody to add to
4: that list today? Sorry, I was... (laughs) You're busy. I was, but um, yes, I do. Uh, There are a couple today. We have actor, actress Julia Louise Dreyfus turns 61. Wow, which I, I see. But if you've seen her, she does not look like she's in her 60s. She looks, <laughs> you know, she did, still looks so great, right? Um, she doesn't look considerably older than she did on Seinfeld. I mean, yeah. obviously, looks lo- a little older, right. but it's uh, she it's, I was shocked. When I found out that she was 61, I shouldn't be considering how old I was when Seinfeld was yeah. on TV and popular, you know, but, uh, anyway, a great actress, a great comedic actress. She's also great on Veep. I don't know if you've seen that. have yeah, uh-huh. uh, great show. Uh, let's see who else I had, Pat, Pat, Demp- Patrick Dempsey. Okay. What do they call him? McDreamy? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that from, uh, from, the- uh,
1: What's the name of that show? Oh, now I. My wife I had, likes that show.
4: I had it in my head and I'm drawing a
1: blank. Uh, hospital show in Seattle. Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, I'll I have to look it up. We're going <laughs> to. Like, it's been on TV. Oh, Grey's Anatomy. That's it. Grey's Anatomy. It's been on TV forever and I was just drawing a blank. But anyway, Patrick Dempsey McDreamy turns 56 today. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's done some other things too, I think. <laughs>
4: Nicole Eggert of Charles in Charge and Baywatch, okay. one of my favorite actresses growing up, she turns 50 today. And Orlando Bloom turns 45, and let me sure make sure I didn't miss anybody. Nope, that's it.
1: Very good. Good list. Happy birthday to all those folks. Happy birthday, Jeff Hook. Sometimes he tunes in to us on the, uh, on the podcast or uh, on the web. All right, we're going to move out of here. Appreciate you being with us. Matt Mosley is coming up next. Matt, uh, full two hours today, 4 to 6. Remember Tom Barfield and Ward White's weekday mornings, 7 to 9 a.m. for Game Time you get your day started, and then Matt Mosley will take you home in the afternoons right here on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Thanks to uh, Coach Michael Woodson on with us. If you missed any or all of that, it's available as a podcast right now at SyntexSportsFan.com uh, or on social media at 1660ESPN. Aaron, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks very much. Stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. You're on ESPN Central Texas.
0: Questions for, wait, sorry, 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 sorry.
5: This is the home of the defending Big 12 and national champions.
1: The top-ranked Bears back in action Saturday in the Farrell Center hosting the Cowboys of Oklahoma State. 3.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 4 p.m. tip-off Saturday for the Bears and the Cowboys.
5: Baylor Big 12 basketball with Pat and John all season long right here
2: on ESPN Central Texas.